All right, so uh, that happened. 80-game suspension. It's the same steroid Derek Wetmore from the Touch em All podcast and 1500ESPN.com that Irvin Santana got popped for using a couple years ago, and he missed the first half of the season. All right, how much do you buy the, hey, I thought it was vitamin B12 and iron supplements, and it wound up being this thing that gives me superhuman strength. Yeah. We don't know when he started taking it or if his second-half performance can be, uh, you know, Attributed to it or not, but. and just to be clear, Derek, it's playoffs too, correct? Yeah. So if they make, if they make the playoffs, he is then suspended for the entire playoffs. Right. Well, okay. two things. This makes it harder for them to make the playoffs. You just lost who looked like a guy who's emerging to becoming a star shortstop. Now we'll have to put that on hold. So if they make it without him, they'll be without him again. To Phil's question, you're gonna you're gonna call me crazy, but I think it's plausible. I think it's entirely possible that he took this thing that he thought was B12 and iron in the Dominican Republic, and turns out, nope, the gym you were working at, the trainer you were working with, didn't necessarily have your best interests in mind. I'm not saying that I believe every single player who ever says this, and I'm not willing to, you know, bet my entire career on the fact that Jorge Polanco's telling the truth, but I'm telling you, but this is, oh, knowing him a little bit, knowing yeah. the situation, I'm inclined to yeah, believe that's ex- possible. Except for this is where if I run a team, I go absolutely ballistic and crazy. It's his fault. That's you right. cannot You cannot be going home. Two things. You can't go home and eat mom's cooking, and you can't go home and take supplements provided by by Jimmy, your trainer, who you who you grew up with because your dad liked him. But what? So this is his fault. What's well? Yes, it this is. This what frustrates me about it's, this. I mean, no matter what, they there's <clears throat> talk to the twins and have them make sure that you're getting the right, right supplements. But what? This is where I would poke holes in what you just said. What benefit or what would a trainer from? And I don't know anything about the trainer, but he said it's his trainer from. I'm assuming a personal trainer from the Dominican Republic. Yeah. What benefit would a trainer have in spiking an unknowing athlete's supplement regimen with performance-enhancing drugs? That's really simple. Phil, if you come to me as a trainer and you say, hey, three months, consider Jorge Polanco, too. This is a backstory that's important to know. Mm -hmm. Skinny kid looked like me coming up through the minor leagues, and then one spring training, he shows up and he's hulking. All right. Was that last spring training or two springs ago? And okay. I'm not saying that that's related here. I'm not saying he bulked up because of steroids. I'm saying if you're a trainer and what you're selling is results, and you're telling me, hey, look at this client I have over here. He used to look like Wetmore. Now he hit 10 home runs in two months right. in the big leagues. But that's a house of cards if all of a sudden now your yeah. guys are getting suspended for the playoffs and for 80 games. Who's going to work with you now? There's you telling me that nobody in America builds their business on a house of cards. Well, but it doesn't. La- I mean, look. Okay, Enron. Congratulations. It's like the same a bunch idea. Of executives in jail. It's the same idea. You hope to get away with it for a little while. Sure. And in the case of a trainer, if you're selling results and you can point to a guy like Jorge Polanco and say, "This dude's jacked," and it's because of me. Come join my gym. In I'm general, saying there's some incentive there. If you're like, if you're operating out of a dingy, dark, damp garage and you're selling pills from a shoebox. Major League Baseball players, right. stay away, go talk to the Twins training staff, and make sure that you're but actually taking B12. Having not seen the shoebox, I can't and attest Derek, for what the gym looked like or any of that. I'm just saying. But I've to- told you this for a long time with baseball players in particular. Yeah. This is where this is where the whole I'm going to disappear for, for months That's right. drives me nuts. Totally dangerous. Yes, it, and, and as we talked about 
at the start of the show. In football, because of the CBA, there's checks and balances there. You have to show up in April. I can see you. Or I can see so So I can monitor what you're doing both from a conditioning standpoint and what you're taking. Right. And and I think baseball needs to look at this and, and look at a rule that at least starts with players 25 or under where they need to where they need to go to the team by like December 15th of each year yeah. and, and have a, a week of some sort of trade because this is basically just saying season's done. See ya. See ya twins fest. Well, right. in the meantime, you, you get w- with a trainer who is, I, I don't know clue what he's doing or he's crooked. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get Miguel Sano who goes home and starts eating like there's no tomorrow and you see him at Twins Fest, and, and you say, "Oh okay. my God!" So I think there's some cultural undertones here, and I'm not blaming you. I think, but I think this is because we don't say this about JJ Redick and Dwayne Wade after the basketball season's over. Well, you're gonna like you're you're clearly branded as American, and in some cases maybe Caucasian. So we don't think that you need to be monitored when you go to your home in Boca Raton uh, for the winter. Mm-hmm. But if we think you're going to go back to third world country type conditions or you know some of these venezuela dominican republic where it's been documented that there are desperate hangers on that just want to make money like if what derek's saying it's completely like we're just these are it's hypothetical i don't know his trainer at all right like but it's you a, asked me a hypothetical but it's a plausible question. hypothetical if someone's desperate and yeah. looking to make a couple a couple bucks uh there's definitely some cultural undertones to Most we need to monitor miguel snow and jorge yeah, polanco but you know brian dozier's probably going to be fine right well, and and I think that walks this dangerous line. And to what Judd's saying about football players and stuff, I mean, if you took over baseball and said, these are this is what you can eat, this is what you can't eat, these are the substance you can take, these are the ones you can't, and you just had robots, that's there's a real market inefficiency there. There are players who put things into their body that's just like, I mean, fried food. It's not good for you. There, there are studies that prove this out. Right. You can say, all right, I think that this will help this player, this will help this player, and you know what? He should probably also get eight and a half hours of sleep a night because that's best for his physical performance. There's a real market inefficiency there. The problem is these things are collectively bargained, and right. you got a player's union who's going to say, so not only are you going to get us every waking hour for six months and in some cases seven and eight months with spring training in the playoffs – you're also now going to take the only free time we have and control everything that we put in our body. I don't think you really get very far with that. But that, for the first team to succeed at doing that, there'd be a real market inefficiency yeah. and, there. And obviously, Keeping your players healthy and not suspended. And not that you're suggesting anything different, but there's a difference between, in terms of major league rules, putting a cheeseburger in your body and putting... You know, a performance enhancing drug as defined by the collective bargaining agreement. Sure. So. And, and I would poke holes in those rules and say, well, me that's kind of stupid. Well, and well, me too. Like, get, I, I can get LASIK, I can get LASIK and improve my vision and see the laces on a curveball, but I can't take a supplement that makes me a little Polanco, stronger. In, in his case, too, let's just say that you're right. And mm-hmm. let's say he's naive, doesn't know, and, and actually, in this case, had good intentions. Sure. Best case Th- scenario. That's why I want to right. see him. Right. Exactly. Right. I'm, I'm not punishing him for being a bad human being. What I'm saying is, once again, potentially a guy who thought he was doing the right thing was doing the absolute wrong thing because clearly his mistake was not consulting. Like, here, let's pause this for a second because I have, I have a theory. It's just a narrative. I'm not reporting this by any means. When we come back, that actually incriminates Jorge Polanco. Let's talk about that and then other twins things too here. Like, 
who might take over the workload? What if Miguel Sano is suspended for a few games or 30 days and then there's other things to get to uh, from Fort Myers? Wetmore is hanging out with us here in the TCL broadcast studio. I have a, I, have a, I want to paint a scenario. Derek, real quick, uh, Wetmore is here from 1590ESPN.com and the Touch Em All podcast. Paint, you've covered Polanco for the last few years, yeah. basically since he was called up for the first time like four seasons ago. Um, and you think that his defense is plausible that – all right, hey, I thought I was going to take vitamin B12 and an iron supplement, and yeah. my trainer in the Dominican Republic gave me something that I didn't ask for, and I unknowingly took it. It's on me, but I, I am not blaming myself. I'm blaming somebody else for this. For sure. Do you think that's plausible? I think I think he might be telling the truth. I'm not saying that he's like, that absolves him. He should yeah. still be suspended. He broke rules. This is what it is. He He has to own responsibility for it. But I'm saying that, I don't. Th- I don't necessarily. My gut reaction is not that he's lying about that. Not that he was getting roided up, got caught, and decided, God, I need a scapegoat. Who's this going to be? That's just my gut feel. Is that's not the way this went down. Well, let me paint another scenario, and I'm not reporting this, but I'm just putting pieces together and trying to find motivation mm-hmm. for why a player would intentionally take something. It was very refreshing to hear David Paulino, this really good, talented young Astros pitcher. Come out a month or two ago. He got he tested positive. He's going to sit for the first eighty games, and he said, "Yep, my body wasn't reacting to injury as much as I wanted it to, as quickly as I wanted it to." And and if you kind of read the tea leaves a little bit, it was the Astros were taken off without me, and I didn't want to get left behind. Yeah. So I took something. I got caught. I feel bad. Jorge Polanco was out of minor league options. Jorge Polanco from. The beginning of April until the end of July was a 213 hitter with a 265 on base percentage, had three home runs, and was one of the worst players on the team. And after putting up some nice numbers in the minors and, and they started his clock pretty early, like age 21, he never, he showed you some flashes, but it was like four partial seasons up until almost August of last year where, boy, this guy's a disappointment. He's not an everyday player anymore. Players have passed him up, and now they just drafted Royce Lewis. And I mean, there's just not a whole lot left of Jorge Polanco's Twins career. And then he does what he did in August and September. And he was one of the best hitters in baseball for two months. I'm not accusing him flat out. I'm just putting together a story. This is what people are going to say. Yeah. Dude, you were like maybe on the verge of no longer being a major league player for the Twins, anyways. I'm sure he would have gotten a shot because he can play multiple positions. He was still young enough. But if you're in that spot and you've been up and down for like four years and you're getting into your mid-20s now and you're a 213 hitter and it's almost August, I got to do something. I mean, I got I to gotta get a boost somewhere, right? You could see how that narrative would also be plausible. Yeah. I I don't know. I wasn't there. I wasn't yeah. babysitting him. I didn't I see. Even, yeah. I don't even know, you know, when this foreign substance would have entered his body, right? Like, I don't, I know he got popped for it. And I know he's being suspended now for the first 80 games of this season. But I also was willing to buy the narrative that Polanco, let alone just being one of the worst players on the Twins for the start of last year, he was one of the worst major leaguers last year, everyday major leaguers. Yeah. One of the worst. And, and so, too, was his teammate Byron Buxton. Then those two guys start clicking mid-July to the rest of the season. They carry the Twins all the way to the postseason as two of the most improbable turnaround comeback stories within a season that you'll ever see. Yeah, both of these guys had prospect cachet, especially in Buxton's case. But they went from being unusable hitters 
who were just being thrown out there because the Twins didn't have other options, to legitimate all-star, you know, star-caliber players at shortstop and center field, a big reason the Twins made it. So I understand the narrative that you're crafting there and that you're also just speaking for a giant group of people who will think that. I don't see it. I, I my just my personal opinion is, if you know he gets popped this winter for it, the incentive is not there right now for Jorge Polanco to cheat. In the past, well, doesn't, but certainly. doesn't mean that he wasn't like the fact that he was on something. Yeah, my narrative goes back to say, well, the, like okay, he might have been on something starting something in, in July or August. I for sure year. get that. I just think I look. You could say that about just about any major league player at any time ever or professional athlete. Period. There's a great deal of incentive to cheat if you think you can get away with it. I don't think that's any different in Jorge Polanco's case. But his incentive is greater than most players because he had been up and down for four years and was one and was on the verge of no longer being a major league player. And this all, it was a make or break point in his career last summer. But this also comes back to I think uh, teams taking far more control of the supplements the players are going to take. This is. This whole thing of of we're going to pay you this much, which is in some cases millions of dollars, and you're just going to decide what what supplements you take because your trainer says so, is really dumb. Yeah, it's really dumb because Snow could be next. I mean, do you want Miguel taking a supplement that a trainer says, hey, you know what, burn this fat off. You can lose 15 pounds in two weeks. No, you definitely don't. He probably could. <laughs> no, but but my point it's is... It's just hydroxycut. You my, just watch the infomercial. But my, my point is, if you, are, if you are a big league player with a current contract in no jeopardy of being cut, it really makes very little sense, I think, for you to, to just be yeah, taking supplements no. from... This guy or that guy. I don't agree. I think the I think the incentive is huge for every major leaguer everywhere. And Phil saying that it's at the turning point in his career. I had a uh, sort of fringe major leaguer tell me a couple of years ago, and it's something I never forgot. Said this is kind of a prove it year for you, don't you think? He said, "I'm in the big leagues." Every year is a prove-it year. But you that's can't, not true. Yes, it is, Phil. You can't just have a down season. And you're talking about guys going from two years of service time to, like, three years of service time, where Jorge Polanco's raise is going to be $15,000. But, like, no, but I think you're, we're arguing. If you disagree with what I'm about to say, then we just philosophically disagree. Miguel, Miguel Cabrera has already made $200 million in his life playing baseball. The incentives are in his rearview mirror. That's my point. Yes. So to put everyone in this, or it, let's let's just take the pre free agent guys that are that are fighting for like their first big contract. If you've already put together two or three quality seasons into your third year of team control, you can much more afford like a three month down stretch because well I have I've got this track record over here. My big picture track record is 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 resembling of a player who deserves to get paid. Polanco didn't have any of that until August. Yeah, but like, none of it until August. Easy for you to say from somebody on the outside who's viewing this through a rational lens. If this is your personal career you're talking about, two good years in the okay, past doesn't wait, mean wait, anything wait, if this is a contract. Wait, 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 wait. We are still talking about if you if you are going to say that he was trying to do the right thing and didn't. We're talking about a kid that got supplements from a guy that he never should have got them from. No, Joe, we're we're talking about the incentive for cheating. Yes, would you cheat? Period. Like absent where it came from, no, how you failed but this you know, test. But you know you're going to be tested. But you still okay. But but it's we have proven examples: Melky Cabrera, David mm-hmm. Paulino, uh, Jason Giambi. Guys have come out and flat out said. And Jason Giambi, we don't know when he started, but it may have been. Hey, this is a chance for me to make a bunch of money well, as an early age he, player. He started before testing. 
So that those guys are a different story. All I'm saying is now, like Melky Cabrera, that you, know you're, you know you're going to be tested. And so if you decide to do that, then then you're a complete right. moron. But, it's, that's, but, that, but that's how cheating be. works. And you might okay. be. But here's where, like, I I think that there's a good chance the narrative that I just put out is true. I also don't crush guys who use steroids because, you know what? If I'm in that position, this is where I disagree. You just said that you're an idiot. And I don't know anything about Jorge Polanco's childhood. But let's say Jorge Polanco, his money, like his generational money starts with him. That he grew up poor and comes from a poor country, and he's made a few bucks playing baseball. Like, you know, he had a signing bonus of some kind when he came out of the... Uh, uh, he's from the Dominican Republic, He's from Republic, the Dominican, right? yes. So he, he, and he's and he obviously, like, he's made probably $500,000 here and there, maybe prorated, like, parts of Major League salaries for four years. Right. Relatively small signing bonus when he first signed his yep. pro contract. But not, like, change-your-life money. Mm-hmm. If he continues to be the player that he was in the second, you know, the two months that ended last season, we're talking... Crazy lump sums of millions of dollars for for a guy like that going forward. Mm-hmm. So to say that you're an idiot if you try to make ten, fifteen, it's, twenty million dollars, calculated risk. It's it's yeah. It's Except more complicated. The odds than are very that. good now that you're going to be caught. Well, but it's so, more complicated than just you're a moron. There's right. l- there's life circumstances Boys, that drive these guys. Correct to me if I'm be- wrong. Before here. Ste- before when they didn't test for steroids. You know what? Go for it. All I'm saying now is you know that there's a very good chance if you take this this risk and you see it on a yearly basis that you're going to be caught. Correct me if I'm wrong here. Didn't Andy Pettit get popped for human growth hormone? Yes, mm-hmm. for trying to recover quickly to come back to the Astros rotation. Incentive? Yeah, oh yeah, no, you're right. I'm just saying where do you where do you draw the line of there's a good chance I'm going to get caught? Well, do you you don't think Pettit, Pettit thought for a moment when he was taking HGH that he thought, boy, they might catch me in this test. And that's a huge risk. And he that's takes dumb, the risk. That's a dumb risk, I yeah, think. I don't disagree with you. I'm just saying, what about we we know the positives. We know the cases that came up and said, "Yep, you got caught." We don't know the guys who've gotten away with it, who said, all right, I'm taking a calculated gamble. Yeah. I'm in a contract year. I'm about to hit free agency back when free agency meant something. And I want to cash in at tens of millions of dollars, right? Yeah. Okay. I might try this because there's the incentive to do it. I know if I get caught cheating, something bad is going to happen. Melky Cabrera has been caught multiple times and has made tens of millions of dollars in his career. You can point to counterexamples where you just say, hey, I'm taking a huge, giant risk here as far as my reputation is concerned. But I think you and I both know people who would say, hey, for $40 million, would you take this chance that your reputation might get smeared a little bit? And even if it does, yes. like you might make $16 million instead of like Melky Cabrera, after getting suspended, signed a two-year $16 million contract. And if he hadn't performed well... He might be out of baseball. Teams would have looked at him and been like, and, ah. And, and I, I don't want to isolate one case and just say, like, see, it works. I'm just saying... If you can take yourself or if you perceive that you can take yourself from 26th man to he's an everyday player at an important position that's going to get paid, I understand why the incentive is there. Still having said all that and understanding your argument here, Phil, my gut just says... But odds odds are good at that point that you will be caught, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Odds are very high that you're going to be caught. Oh, yeah, you take the risk knowing that if you get caught, it's 80 games in the playoffs. And that you're not only letting yourself down, because now that follows you the rest of your career. Whether he tried to do this or not, Jorge Polanco now has this on his resume yep. for the rest of his career. Probably it's not better. like there's going to be one of the 29 other teams looking to sign him someday who like forgot to read the news, you know, or who, who forgot that this happened to him. Irvin Santana is going to retire with a steroid suspension on his resume. Yep. That is part of his narrative now. If 
if you were making a conscious decision and lining up to say, hey, the advantages and disadvantages here, worth a shot for me, you absolutely know what you're risking if you're a Major League Baseball player. They sit these guys down. You learn this in spring training. You know for sure what the fallout will be if you are caught. Mm -hmm. You heard Brian Dozier talk about we need to clean up this game. We support him, but we need to clean up this game, but we support him. Players care a great deal about cleaning up the game and the perception that the game is fair now that the quote-unquote steroid era is in its rearview mirror. So you've got to look at the whole picture. You know what the punishment's going to be. You know what the incentive would be there if it works and you get away with it. And I think players, if if you're making that decision, it's a very complicated calculus that you have to go through. Um, I, I'm not a major league athlete, so I can't really empathize with it. Yeah. But you look at the pressures that are there, and it could make sense for some players. Yep, and it might be that, like, like Judd, your standpoint is, hey, I would never do it because it's not worth the risk. But a lot of other humans who come from poor backgrounds and and maybe you wouldn't otherwise have a shot to make millions of dollars. They say, well, you know what, I'm just I'm more desperate at this point in my life or don't have enough money in my family to where like I can afford not to take this risk. And that's where they come from. Now, some are just dirty cheaters or just yeah. like want to hit more bombs or something, too. There's different stories than the ones we've painted. Yeah. The upshot of this whole thing, guys, and we didn't even talk about the backup. Eduardo Escobar's probably going to take over at shortstop. Adrian, yeah. Adrian, Adrian. So Miguel like gets pinched guy. for 20 games. And, if, then... and if Miguel gets pinched, then you're in a tight spot. Then, uh, <laughs> then Eric Ivar starting well, third baseman. Yeah. Yeah. That, that definitely the air has come out of the sails of the 2018 season. It feels season, very Vikings like. Eric Ibar might make the team now, but, right? Yeah, totally. He's got a shot as a, as a backup infielder. I think a couple of things, though. I think one. My inclination would be to not just dismiss what Polanco says. My inclination is maybe he's telling the truth. And the second thing is, it sucks to lose Polanco for 80 games, but this Twins team is good enough that they should still be expected to make the playoffs. I think it'd be a disappointment if they don't go to the postseason. I agree with that, too. Where Polanco can't play again. Hmm? Correct. What, oh, once they get oh, there, he's yeah, yeah, your yeah, reward yeah. is to, hey, but but then my, maybe Nick Gordon is ready by then and take over the shortstop for your team. And, <laughs> or and this is all a distant problem. Royce Lewis flies through the system this year. We'll see. <laughs> there's right, there's thanks, uh, some disappointment, but I think this will still be a good season for the Twins. Good stuff, Derek. Thanks for coming in, man. Thanks, guys. Derek Wetmore from 1500ESPN.com and the Touch Em All podcast. Call it Duty Modern Warfare is here, and so is Mountain Dew. Roger that. Now you can unlock in game rewards like only Dew can. Wait. What rewards? A dual operator skin. Man, I love operator skins. Dual double XP, and even Call of Duty points. You're kidding me. Double XP and Call of Duty points? This is incredible. I can't believe it. Soldier, get a hold of yourself. Oh, roger that. Look for specially marked packaging and visit mtndugaming.com for details and restrictions. Open to U.S. residents 17 plus. Call of Duty points available on 12 and 24 packs and 320 and 23.